Yes, it's podcast time here. Super fantastic, terrific. My name's Russ Turley. I'm Brad Kelly. I'm Dave After Midnight. And, and uh, I'm kind of disappointed there, Russell. Well, I got some music queued up, and I'm, I'm ready for that great Mandalorian theme. You know, and instead he busts out with the same by the bell. Absolutely. I why, but... Anyway, that was kind of a kick-ass uh, theme song. But, well, you know, this week we had the uh, screech. The, uh, the actor Dustin Diamond died this week of uh, head cancer. And so, he's 44. 44, really? Like, I, it was, uh, he must have been one of the younger ones on that show, I'm guessing. Because I think, yeah. yeah. But uh, that was sad. I think when it first started, I can't remember. When it first started, it was basically a Disney show, and then Haley Mills was the star as the teacher. And right. I think Dustin Diamond may have been on it when it first started. And then it got canceled. And then came back as like his ABC show redone without Haley Mills and then a whole bunch of kids. And that's kind of where it went from there. Okay. Or NBC. It was on NBC. Sorry. Right. So listen. I never, I, to, to be honest. Originally I, starring Haley Mills. You know, right. I, I remember that. To be honest, I never called, watched it. Never watched it. Had, like, oh, my it, gosh. It even had a different name. Arguably the first thing to die from that show was Elizabeth Berkeley's career after Showgirls. That's, oh, man. <laughs> Halfway through the film. <laughs> hey, you know there, there there's a remake for Hollywood right there. Showgirls. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be a, All right, I'll watch it. Oh, and I'll I'll watch the original too. You know what disappoints me to no end? What's that? That she was cast as the main character because apparently Denise Richards was up for that role. <gasps> oh would, my god! I would much prefer to have Denise Richards in Showgirls than Elizabeth Berkeley. Let's just say that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't disappointed. Other, other, <laughs> other, other than the, every performance in that movie. <laughs> but that was one of those movies that was so bad that it was good. Because yes. It was just like, it was so like you know crazy terrible, and they, and they they spent a ton of money on it too because the writer of that uh, was coming fresh off of Basic Instinct. Yes, and they basically, so they basically like had a blank check to make yes. that movie. Yeah. And, uh, and, and who was it directed by? I can't recall now. It's been too long. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my yeah. head. Probably a, what, what's the name? That they Alan Smithy. Uh, Alan Smithy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Alan Smithy production. <laughs> anyway, so uh, tonight we're coming together um, without Andy to talk about uh, the Mandalorian um, season th- two. We've uh, we've all finished that, correct? Yes. Oh, by the way, it's Paul Verhoeven. There you go. Oh, well, he's the one that did um, Starship Troopers, which starred uh, Denise Richards. Right, right, exactly. Oh. So maybe that's why she was up for the role. Mm. What has he, do, what's he done since? <laughs> well, she was in a great. No, what has he? What has he? What has he done since? Oh, Paul know. Verhoeven. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Um, but he had, a, he had a string of stuff there for a while because he also did Ro- the original RoboCop. Yeah. Um, I'm looking back here and I recognize nothing. Starship Troopers. First, sh- basic. Okay, hold on. Let's go back here. First, so you can see why he got it. He had the Hitchhiker TV series. Then there was RoboCop, Total Recall, Baker, Basic Instinct. Yes. And then Showgirls. And then Starship Troopers. And then it's just nothing after that. There's Hollow yeah, Man. Weird. Some you know some weird. 
tricked black box l but like nothing i don't know nothing we i've heard of so yeah, pretty much showgirls killed his career i can think that's we can count two careers killed yeah because right. because <laughs> total recall was like kick ass and i love right recall, yeah anyway all right Mandalorian. So season two dropped. Um, yes. Now doesn't you know? I, I find it still find it disappointing. That's not all just at one time. Oh, you know. No. Oh man, I. No, 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 no. You don't understand. No, it's so much better. If they had dropped it all at once, Baby Yoda probably wouldn't even have become a thing. Right. Because the thing that that drove it was the fact that it would come out once a week, and all the memes would come out, and the the reveal of Baby Yoda. If it was dropped all at once. You'd wake up the next morning and people would go like, "Oh, by the way, they found a baby Yoda." <laughs> and, and and they weren't they weren't all like what fifty minute episodes. Some no. were like forty minutes. Some were like some thirty were like minutes. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was basically seri- It was done in that serial manner that you kind of had to wait till next week. And it's like the old serial movies, which is basically what um, George Lucas based both Raiders and Star Wars off of in the first place. Exactly. The old like you know yes. like the original Flash Gordons and that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, oh, no, peril, the guys at the end of the cliff, too, come next week to the theater to see the yes, rest of the story. exactly. So it's based on that kind of stuff. Anyway, it works so much better. I, I, I'm actually, I'm over the dropping everything all at once. Because oh, the, the really? dropping everything all at once, like, even with, like, Cobra Kai, which we're going to talk about again next week, um, it's like, you know, you binge it all, like, in one week, and then you're like, oh, my wife's all, when's the next season? I'm all, I don't know. In, in a year, year. And a half, <laughs> 18 months, you know, like, what? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, even if there's, it's only how many episodes this one? Nine episodes, I think it's eight. Yeah, I mean, even after two months, you still have, you know, another twelve to eighteen months to wait for another another season. More than just like you know one week, because you can easily binge things like The Boys or you know Cobra Kai, especially Cobra Kai. It's only like twenty five minute episodes. Oh, that was yeah, that was super short. I I was. And it's just like you're over it, and it's like, oh, oh, well, when's the next one? I don't know, like a year from now, year and a half. I don't know, you know. You know, I'm not even. I I like, and also it's good for the podcasters because there there are tons of Star Wars podcasts, nerd podcasts that like will cover every single episode, and rather than having to just like cover the whole season all at once, they get like a week to talk about what's coming next and what they think's coming next. It's I watched the episode and I listened to like six podcasts about it. So for me, it's like eight hours of entertainment. Oh. Okay, you got me there because I, I, all of a sudden I'm scrolling through my YouTube like January 1st comes around and Cobra Kai comes out and like yeah. two days later I see videos from like new rock stars and Looper going, what happened? Season three, uh, you know, recap. I'm like, yeah. it came out two days ago. If these guys like, you know, they, they yeah. watch it all in, t- in, in a day and then and then produce a video that's longer than probably four episodes of the of the yeah. show. Yes. Um, well, especially especially like with you know, like I said, with the reveal of Baby Yoda at the very at the end of the very first episode in season one, they hooked like, you. The whole season would have been ruined for you, but before you even woke up. You know, right. if they hadn't been dropped. Oh, yeah, you, you, yeah. you, gotta, you can't stay on the I internet. To, I had to stay up till midnight because I was not going to have the reveal of season, <laughs> at the end of season two ruined for me by, you know, logging on to Facebook and, like, you know, some mainstream magazines already talking about, you know, who showed up. Yes. <laughs> no, but, yeah, that, it's, um, yeah you, you, I can't be on the internet, like, uh, yeah. I have. I will now avoid. Like right now, Wandavision's out, and you know I've watched two episodes out of four. Um, after two, I'm thinking I need to wait to get more yeah. in a row myself. But uh, I have to avoid. Well, the first two at the 
the same time. Two, yeah. So yeah, and then so, but I, I, after watching those two, I need I need more time. I need like you know another yeah. three or four episodes before I go back in. But right. I, I you know um, I have to be off the internet. I, I can't watch any YouTube. I can't read any blog yeah. posts or like all this all the Disney stuff and Marvel <laughs> stuff I normally consume. I have to just like. And even like Google News knows that I want to look at that stuff, and it'll start throwing oh, yeah. it in my feed. Because you, you've clicked on enough of those stories. Right, right, exactly. Like the algorithm is working, and it's giving me what I normally want. But I got to I got to just stop looking uh, at all I of it. I can't. I I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, <laughs> you don't. You don't know how many articles there are about the Eagles that I didn't know existed when I log on to Google. The, the Eagles? Yeah, just like random stories about the Eagles. Like, why are they? Why are they still writing stories about it? But, but I still get I, Eddie Van Halen stories. That's one of mine. That's yeah. why I always get those. <laughs> well, that, that, that'll, that'll, that's, that's years of stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, there's still things coming on every day about Eddie Van Halen. He's been dead for, what, uh, two or three months now? Yeah. Still articles about, uh, about Eddie people Van Halen. Are start, yeah, people who knew him are probably like, whoa, wait, wait, hey, did that really happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, no, I, I prefer the weekly thing the binge in general now and and, and it's because and, and for a while there, i was all on board with the binge like with stranger things and stuff like that but like these shows on disney and they're smart too if they just drop them all at once people are going to be like sign up for a month and then drop it sign right. up for they a month and drop string, it you got to string people along the way the way they have it set up now there's going to be basically a marvel or star wars series on at all times like pretty much every week for the near future you're going to have either uh a hardcore MCU, like, you know, movie quality show or a Star Wars show that you're going to be able to watch on a weekly basis. And so it's better for them as a business model to, like, you know, like things like they just recently dumped um, all four seasons of the TV show Dinosaurs. Oh, from you know, like the, from the early 90s there. Yeah, oh. all, that's all available on Disney+. Plus. So they dumped all four seasons of that at once, you know, because mm. then, like, you know, oh, somebody like nostalgic for it can go back and watch it. But, like, stuff like the new stuff, like Marvel series and yeah, Disney and Star Wars, yeah. they need to do it weekly. Yeah, you, from a business model perspective, you're right, Brad, because it's yeah. like people will be, will be paying their 10 bucks a month or whatever it costs for the, the app. When you're spending $15 million an episode, you don't yeah. want somebody to be done with it over the weekend. You know, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. I can understand that part of it. But it's also understandable if you want to just avoid the internet and try try to do it that way. You can like you know binge it still if you want to. You just have to wait. Right. All you have to do is you only have to wait two months, and then you can do it all. But you just have to avoid yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, and <laughs> the way my life works, it's like I maybe only have a half hour to watch something. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's been us lately. Like Hudson, we'll be like, oh, oh, what are we gonna watch tonight? Then we'll be like, oh, oh, I hope Hudson goes to sleep soon because I'm tired. <laughs> So sometimes we don't even get to the TV because he like outlasts us. Right. He'll be like he'll be like on the verge of passing out for like an hour and a half. You're like, I think he's gonna lay down. Nope, nope, he's up again. Yeah. Nope, it's not gonna happen. Not tonight. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. Of course, it, where I work, they're just like it. When someone's, I mean, the, the internal message boards are all Mandalorian. It's like, okay, come on, guys, really. <laughs> So Brad, um, well, yeah. we, we've already talked a little bit about we, we started talking about it first two episodes. I think we were we discussed. Yeah, we, we talked we talked about the crate dragon and we yes. talked about the uh, the ice spiders. Oh, oh yes. That's, yes. That's and, and, that, we and that weird and that weird kind of uh, lo- land of the lost esque uh, <laughs> lizard lady. 
lady. And how uh, Baby Yoda slash Grogu likes to like likes her eggs very much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that little gag right at the end where he, <laughs> he has one. <laughs> yes, he stuck one. <laughs> I was so okay. So to start off with with, with episode three. So I was so worried when they, they, so they after the spider you know episode. They fly to the frog lady's, you know, home world, and she meets up with her husband and everything. And, oh, yeah. and uh, you know, Mando's looking to find some more Mandalorians. That's, like, the reason he went to that planet. Right. right. So he leaves uh, baby Grogu with, like, the frog lady and her husband. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's going to eat their, like, whole <laughs> He's going to come back, and their whole family's going to be gone. <laughs> he's playing with that little frog. They actually have one of their kids. Right. And he's playing with it. I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if he just, like, Remember, he already ate a thing? frog. He's already yeah. He's already eating like a, a spider at that point, and yeah, uh, he ate, and then he ate the, the frog on that uh, the magnificent seven, seven episode. Oh yeah. right. <laughs> so I was worried for the frog lady's uh, uh, spawn at that point, but no, it just really. I mean, the, the amount of money that they poured into this, it's just it's it's, it's movie quality stuff. Yeah, like the, the creatures, the special effects. So episode three, we and get it, into meeting uh, Starbuck. Yes. So I have to say, so before we get going, the the, the rest of the season, you know, of yeah. the other six episodes, was all about introducing characters we've already seen in um, in uh, number one it, old episodes or two uh, from the animated series. Yes. yes. We get um, you said Starbuck, which is uh, actress name is uh, Katie, Katie Sackhoff. Yes, Katie Sackhoff, and she plays. The Mandalorian, Bo Katan. Yes. Yes. And it was in both Clone Wars and Rebels. Right. And the weird thing is, she, voiced. she actually was the voice actress for right. that character in those animated shows as well. So it was like making the leap if, from animation directly into live action. You know, if it had been anybody but her in the uh, live action, the, the boards would have been lit up with complaints everywhere. Yeah. Did, did you know that it was her voice in the animated series? Because I yeah. had no idea. I I, yeah. I don't. Yes, I, did. I don't pay attention to that stuff. Her voice is yeah. that distinctive. And... Yeah. Hmm. And it's a big deal to be in both Battlestar and now Star Wars. I mean, she, if she ever does have another acting role in her life, she'll be cleaning up at the Comic Cons once they allow people to meet people again. She's yeah. al- she was also in your favorite Netflix series, what, uh, Another Life or something like that? Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm not. Regret- that got renewed for a second season. Oh, you the way you destroyed it. I'm like, and I, I said, I said, you said, don't even bother. And so I, I just deleted it from my queue. Yeah. But. Well, you said you were losing interest like after you were like four episodes in. Or I was something. like three or yeah, I was like three or four. And I'm like, no, it was basically I'm done. like everything you've ever seen before being redone, but worse. <laughs> it's like every every sci-fi TV show you've ever seen. It's like, oh well, this episode is like based on this. But a lesser version of it. <laughs> Unwatchable. Uh, yeah, so that was that was fun to see her, and then yeah, and uh, I don't know, I, I I just enjoy her as an actress. But the the the, the accident in that was crazy. Like, so she basically basically um, well, to start off with that episode, you know, so he the frog lady and her husband, you know, meet up, and then Mando's going on a boat to get somewhere, right? And, and these horrible Quarren, the like squid face guys, smash Baby Yoda into like the mouth of this giant like cracking like sea creature. Right. In his little eggs. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't believe they did that. 
Yep. And he dives in after him and gets like locked, you know, down below. And you're like, yep. oh my god, he's close. You know, and I went, okay, I so was there ever before the Mandalorian series? Was there? Yeah. I'm sure it was talked of in books, but in the movies, in the only thing I saw and any any experience with the Star Wars, was there uh-huh. any talk about this armor? Because I don't remember any talk in the in the movies about the armor and, and like you know what it's made of, why it's special, the fact that it can like repel lightsabers, like that's not talked about. What, where did this all come no, from? That's that's more like um, probably even stuff I hadn't even gotten into, like legends, you know, comic book type stuff. Because like they have, you know, once they got into like the Clone Wars and Rebels, they kind of got into more of that kind of stuff with it. But it was definitely was never in the original movies or in most of the main books that I can remember. Um, at least not one of the ones that I got into. Okay, so that, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. There was I remember there was something called Dura Steel that was like super hard to, you know, cut through or. Right. You know, it's basically the same thing as that. They just called it a different name for the new canon. Right. The Beskar. Beskar, and so everybody's yes. after his Beskar. Right. So and... basically, everybody's either either after Baby Yoda or after the Mandalorian's like walking around in a gold suit, basically. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and people are like, oh. I want that gold suit. It's like he's he got the new uh, uh, Nike Air Jordans. Yes, and, everybody's and, he's, to, and he's walking. To, and he's walking. Whack him for him. He's walking through Compton now. You know, this is. This yeah. is... Check out my Air Jordans. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was that, that was a great episode. Um, let's say, was there any other? Oh, and then we learned about the uh, the dark saber, well, then and the, then when what Bo Katan's actually doing. Well. Yeah, yeah. we also other... get the name drop in that episode. I mean, they didn't even like, you know, people were like, oh, well, okay, we know Ahsoka's coming, we know Ahsoka's coming, but like, you know, how are they going to reveal it? Is it going to be like at the end of an episode? Or she literally just drops it and says, oh, you need to go see. <laughs> you need to see. Yes, you see Ahsoka Tano on this <laughs> oh, planet, yeah. oh. and, and then they like now, and now they, you know, yeah, well, the, and, and not even at the end it, of the episode, really. But you know, then the, the the bad guy in that episode was the. The well-known bad guy was Titus Welliver, who's got the series Bosch. He was also the uh, man, the, the man in black or whatever from uh, Lost, or the the, the smoke, the personification of the black, the, the the smoke monster, whatever yeah. you call it. And he was in a bunch of other stuff too. He was in Deadwood. I like. I've yes. heard him being mentioned in a bunch of different. Yeah, it's like when he walked on. It's like Favreau must be calling in, or it's like people are just like. Pounding on his door to be in an episode, just to yeah. get whacked. Right. I, I've got one. I've got one day of filming. I, I, I'd like you. You know, I'd like you to come in and do it. You know, you get all these well, yeah. actors that you normally see. I, I would think it's and kind of like it's going to be like the old Batman series in the '60s when it was like you had well-known yeah. actors wanting to be on the show just yeah. to, just well, to playing the goofy criminals. <laughs> yeah. So then we get to we get to the next episode called the. the and they give it away right at the beginning. You knew there was the Ahsoka episode because the title card comes up and it says the Jedi. Right. And was it called was, the Jedi? Was, I thought. You, wait, no, no. no wait, there's one in between though. No, not before that. Oh, there was. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Am I, I don't Chapter know, twelve. That was the siege. Oh, yeah, no, they, go, they go to the one that uh, that Apollo Creed directed. I'm sorry. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Well, because he had to get a, the the Mon, Calam- Mon Calamari messed up his ship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so so hilarious. And so. So let's talk about uh, 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 directors real quick here. Um, the first two, I didn't recognize the. Yeah, John Favreau was the uh, on the. John Favreau did the first one. Peyton um, Reed, who also directed the final episode, and Ant- he's a director of Ant Man. So ah, he's like okay. A movie director. Then he you did have the second one, and he did the finale. 
And the third episode was Bryce Dallas Howard returning again. She did okay. the um, probably the least favorite episode from season one, which was the like you said, the Seven Samurai, you know, where they meet Cara Dune, you mm-hmm. know, Save the Villagers episode. But then she did the Harris, the one with Bo-Katan. Right. Okay. And so everybody was like raving about that. There's even a scene, I guess, when they're crashing onto the planet, that she did like a scene for scene remake of her dad's movie Apollo 13, like the the, oh, the, 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 the reentry. The reentry thing was like scene for scene remake of Apollo 13. Yeah, you, so you hear dad. What I, what I love is he, he gets right over the, the landing and the engine cuts out and he puts it in the, right in the water. I don't, I don't think he's going to make it land the thing, but he just it tilts over and just falls in. Like, that, that ship took a beating <laughs> this season. But then, but then Apollo Creed, who was a grief carga in season one, right. and also returns in this episode, he directed the fourth yeah. episode. That's right. Yes. And and and, again, and it felt like you know you could say maybe that the spider episode was a kind of a filler episode because it doesn't move the story along as much. But pretty much every other episode this season has just been like you know balls to the wall, kick ass, yeah. not filler. It's all good stuff, and that was good stuff. Like that, the escape from the uh, um, compound that they they went. Right. Uh, There's another to, another caper episode. Yeah. That, oh, they stole that vehicle and went down the cliff, and there was all oh, <laughs> stuff chasing on speeder bikes. That stuff was crazy. That's that's so straight out of a movie. Yeah. And it's so like Indiana Jones where they're like, you know, knocking the things into the side walls. And like, <laughs> good stuff. Really good stuff. Then, of course, Baby Yoda steals the cookies in that episode. Yes. <laughs> Baby right, Yoda signed in that episode because he stole the kids' cookies in the, in the school. And then when uh, uh, Mando comes to save them, when they're doing their getaway, um, Maybe Yoda's like looks like he's on a ride at Disneyland. He's all <laughs> he's all excited as the ship's you know doing all these moves, yes. and then he like throws up his cookies. <laughs> we... so adorably cute. I've never seen more adorable vomit yeah. know, on screen ever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that, we get uh, Cara Dune back. Uh, the uh... Actress plays um, uh, Gina Carano. Yes. Right. And what, the, the X-Wing pilot shows up again, and he's one of the directors, is he not? Um, no, well, the one is not not okay. the one that was in that episode. Okay. Um, that guy is actually from a, a Netflix series called Kim's Convenience out of Canada. Okay. It's on sitcom. And he like now has a role in Star Wars. Wait, 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 wait! I, I, Star Wars I am watching Kim's Convenience right now. Which one is he? Carson Tebow. He's like the Asian um, X-wing pilot. He's okay. He's the main star of that show, and he's apparently been a lifelong Star Wars fan, and is even like a guy that does like cosplay outfits before he got the role, and now as an X-wing pilot on this show. So he was like stoked yeah. to be in Star yeah. Wars. And wow, you're, 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 you're tripping me out because I'm like, uh, Laurie and I are watching Kim's Convenience right now. I'm on season three. Uh, I, I, I didn't recognize him. Is that the? Is it the? Is he play the dad? I'm not sure. I don't. That's why I'm, I you you brought it up. That's why I'm asking. I didn't know. I just know that he's like supposed to be the main character on that show. So. Wow. Uh, okay. Now, now I've got something else to look up. Interesting. But yeah, every, every, every episode seems to give us like a big reveal. Like you said, the previous episode with Bo-Katan and she's looking for Moff Gideon because she's after the Darksaber. This episode, we get into like, oh, what they were probably doing with Baby Yoda. You know, we see the 
clone tanks in that facility that they broke out of right. that looked like, you know, early, you know, Snoke uh, projects type stuff. Right. You know, get into the sequel trilogies, basically. And then, yeah, you know, and then they escape and they, you know, blow it up. And, and then, we're off, then we're off to the Jedi episode. Right. Which was a huge deal for Star Wars because when, when Clone Wars first came out, the very first, like, Clone Wars um, movie, which was basically three episodes they just put on the big screen just to make a couple extra bucks before the series came out, everybody was like, oh, I hate that Anakin has this, like, young Padawan girl character she's so lame ahsoka tano she's horrible like people hated her at first and then she's become become like one of the most beloved characters in all of star wars and like to have her make the jump from you know basically 10 years of uh the cartoons to live action was like a huge deal yes so i i did not i know people were excited to have rosario dawson be ahsoka tano but she was you know in, in the netflix um uh, Marvel Daredevil. series, and, and, yeah, and she was in all the all the series as well as the Defenders. Like she yeah. she made an appearance in all those, and then now she's in this. And I don't know. I'd like to see a new face, yeah, yeah. in this role. Well, but. A lot of people were disappointed because the fact that Katie Sackhoff made the jump from cartoon to live action. Ashley Eckstein is basically like you know. She's no, she is a Ahsoka basically. Oh, she's and she did the voicing on on all she the. She did the voice. Uh, yeah, she was also an actress years. before she you know did the voice of that character. So a lot of people were disappointed that she didn't get the role, but they were going for a bigger name because obviously they had more plans than just this one episode right. for that character. Right. They weren't going to bring that character from the cartoons to live action just for a one-off. Right. So right. it was inevitable that the Ahsoka right. series put got a announced. put a big name with it. Mm. Yeah. Because she'll probably be in multiple series, I'm sure. And of course, in that episode, the the villain of the week was Michael Bain. Yep. <laughs> there, this, there were the the not the villain, but the uh, the, the hired gun of the week. The hired Michael. gun. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even rec- if I hadn't known that was gonna was him, I wouldn't have recognized him. Yeah, I, I looked and I was it's like, been a is, while. That, is that him? And it's yeah. like, well, he, but he was iconic. He was in the James Cameron movies. He was in right. uh, Terminator, Aliens. He, he was another one of those characters like Sean Bean who gets killed off. Yeah, he gets killed and everything before the, before the credits. <laughs> and then, and that movie that was very much uh, that was straight, you know, homage to like the Japanese samurai movies. That that whole episode mm-hmm. straight out of what, what one of the big, biggest uh, influences for George Lucas in making Star Wars. They just like that was just seriously straight. It's basically a samurai episode with, yes. with lightsabers, <laughs> and it was it was so good. And then we get introduced to the uh, also the nugget of uh, the Beskar uh, uh, staff. The Beskar yes, spear, it, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. its first appearance, and it's uh, very. They, 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 they and the rest of the whole no rest of the season, it's it's huge. You know, <laughs> yeah, the rest of the season it was huge on the whole thing. And of course, it was cool because uh, Mando, you know, he goes out to find Ahsoka. And like you know, they have a little short, brief battle, which was kind of cool. Then he's like, "Well, hey, hey, hey!" Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, and that's when I'm that's when I first saw. <laughs> that's when I first realized that like this Beskar can stop a, a lightsaber. Yeah. And you know that was. And then she then she's like, um, "Well, I hope I hope you want to talk about him." And she points over to me. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you didn't slice I didn't slice your head off. You know that's. Yeah. <laughs> No, so that was really cool. We got like you know samurai sword fighting. You know, it, it was almost like a horror movie intro where they just show her like you know flying around in the fog, like taking people out. It was pretty <laughs> cool. And then we get like you know kind of some some chill moments. You know, the we get Grogu's name. You know, 
Yeah, and, the, uh, it, that fight in the fog, Brad. It was fight. so cute when he goes, uh, when he says Grogu for the first time, and he goes, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> He, like, perks up his little ears. And, and, and then Mando says Grogu, and he just laughs every time he's, he goes, eh. Yeah, he says, Grogu, <laughs> But no, it was, it was just, it's so good, and it moved the story along, and, and then she tells, so she gives him this, you know, oh, you need to take him to this, you know, special Jedi temple where he can communicate and somebody will come to train him. She wouldn't want, she didn't want to train him because she still follows the old Jedi code of like, you know, you can't have attachments. Right. She sees how attached baby Grogu is yeah. to, uh, to, to the Mandalorian. Right. She didn't so want to like, see, oh, you know, well, and she I've didn't seen want to see what's wrong with my master. I'm not, right. <laughs> I'm not handling this. Yeah. But obviously you, Luke has a much different perspective because attachment is what helped him save Vader. Right. So, Luke has a different perspective, but uh, you know, what? she gives us that nugget, and she also gives us the huge, uh, another huge nugget when she's battling the lady and about to t- kill her. Where is Thrawn? Yes. Where is Thrawn? That Thrawn was that words. was like the first, <laughs> the first mention of this character that not in any other, I mean, only in the books and well, in the animated series. Right. Yes, Rebels. Right, so this is the first was, time we get... He was get... in the original books that came, like... Uh, the, the Timothy Zahn books. The Timothy Zahn, the Timothy Zahn, Zahn books that basically uh, reignited all of Star Wars, because Star Wars was dead, the movies were over, and these books came out, like, when I was in college, and I'm like, oh, oh, there's stories after Return of the Jedi? And, like, that's what got me into, you know, reading, like, hundreds of, you know, stupid sci-fi books. Not just Star Wars, like everything else under the sun. Now, I was, I, I hated reading growing up. Because I was a slow reader, I had bad eyesight, you know, I just, you know, you had to read so much for, for school back in the day. Nowadays, they don't, they don't make them read. <laughs> Honestly. Well, yeah, I never see the kids reading. I, I just, so I don't know. But we they, had to read so many textbooks, like, oh, you're in AP history. Oh, you got to read three chapters this week or whatever. Right. That yeah. I never read until college. And then all of a sudden I picked up that Star Wars book and sent me off on like a 400 book reading, you know, binge. Oh, they They've dropped Thrawn's name now. Yes. They've got to... I mean, they have to introduce him next season sometime. Yes. And I don't, I don't know if he'll be necessarily on the next season of The Mandalorian, because I think the main story of the Ahsoka series is going to be her search for Thrawn and Ezra, which is okay. how Rebels ended. The Rebels right. series ended with Thrawn and Ezra being whisked away, you know, into you know some hyperspace, right. into the unknown regions. And that series ended with, like... You know, Ahsoka was going to go search for them. Now, now you know the fans are going to freak if they if uh, Lars Mikkelsen is not cast. Oh no, he ha- it, it, that has been announced now. Oh, he he has. Okay. There's oh, well, hold on, hold on. Say what again? Lars Mikkelsen. He is the brother of Mads Mikkelsen, who was the uh, Chiffre in the Casino Royale. And he was also um, Galen Erso in Rogue One. And, Star Wars Rogue One. And he uh-huh. is going to play Thrawn. Yes. He does well, the he, voice for Rebels. Was he was he Galen Erso? Yes, it was Galen Erso. No, that's a different actor. Okay, was then he uh, Krennic? Yeah. He's one of the two characters. No, no, I, I, I have to look at that. I don't. I think he's Galen Erso. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But uh, before try. before we go, we, 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 let's look that up. But okay, you are right. He was an Erso. Sorry. I, I I did want to mention that we're talking about this episode because this yeah. this particular one you were talking about the like that fight the the, the 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 fog scene where she's like running around yeah. taking out all those guys felt very much like the animated series, and yeah. that's and then I saw that Dave Filoni was the director on that. Right. And I go yes. 
That makes total sense. Well, was, so, was, so just like the, was, uh, the the animated the fact show. That he's involved in this series and one of the executive. There was no nobody else was going to get their hands on the Ahsoka introduction other oh, than Dave Filoni yeah. because it's basically. I mean, George Lucas created the character, but Dave basically, you know, led the character through two two entire series. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, his it's, it's his yeah, his character truly. Yeah. So then, so we get the Thrawn thing, which, which again, there were rumors like everything. Everyone was like, "Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch going to play Thrawn." There were rumors that Robert Downey Jr. was going to play Thrawn. You see all those photos? Like these people were like photoshopping blue skin on everyone and putting them in a you know the suit. Yeah, you're like, no, one with, uh, it's not going to work. There's even a funny one with Will Ferrell like from Anchorman in blue skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can see Lars Mikkelsen do it because doing it because I've seen him in other things and he yeah. is he's a trained mime and every movement he makes is this very fluid, very yeah. uh, almost snake like. <laughs> If they were going to get anyone other than him, which he's great because his voice on Rebels is just like chilling right. as that and character. I don't know if you watched the series Sherlock. Yes. He, I'm, he, I'm saying Benedict Cumberbatch would be my only other no, choice because... He, he, he played a, a villain. Oh, he played Charles Augustus Magnuson in one of okay. the Sherlock episodes. The well, I was going to say, Thrawn is a very um, Sherlock Holmes type character. Yes. In general, which is why I think Benedict was one of the people they threw out right. you know, originally. Years ago, before they were even, you know, a mention of the Mandalorian, they were like, if they do ever do a live-action Thrawn, but it's a very Sherlock-type character, but a villain that, you yeah. know, has that kind of intuition and, and stuff. So it's, it's this great, cool character with Star from Star Wars, you know, you know, royalty. If you're going to bring any character from the books or the, or the cartoons to life, Thrawn would be it. So now we're set up for basically, he'll probably be... They'll be searching for him probably in the Ahsoka series, but the way they've set it up with now the announcements of, you know, the Mandalorian season three is going to be in production pretty soon. Mm -hmm. There's the Book of Boba Fett spinoff, right. which will follow, you know, what happened from the very, very end. Uh, if you stayed past the credits, Russell, did you stay past the credits of the final episode? I might have. I, I don't know uh, now. I, I don't know what. Oh, shoot. After the credits of the final episode, there's like a little like you know Mar you know how Marvel does those things at the end of their movies. Yeah. So you guys, neither of you guys saw this? I don't no. think so. No shit. Where 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 uh, Phoenix Chan uh, walks down the steps of like Jabba's palace and starts taking out some guards, and then Boba Fett comes down and like Bib Fortuna, who looks like he's been uh, eating uh, the Jabba the Hutt diet, is sitting on like Jabba's uh, you know throne or whatever. Is like. Uh, okay, I, I did see this. Yeah. Pit. And then Boba Fett comes down. He goes, "Oh, Boba, I thought you were dead." And then Boba just like shoots him, and then knocks his body off the throne and goes and sits on it. Hmm. And it says, "The Book of Boba Fett." And this was a show that that everyone was talking about. Oh, it's there's, there's going to be a Boba Fett show. And then Disney did that big announcement of ten new shows, and Boba Fett wasn't one of them. And huh. then two weeks later, the finale premieres, and we get this coming soon, the Book of Boba Fett. There's, so there's going to be a Boba Fett series with Fennec Shan and Boba Fett nice. as well. We also have the Ahsoka series and then the Rangers of the New Republic, because nobody really knows exactly what that is, but the assumptions are that it has to do with Cara Dune or maybe some of the X-Wing pilots. So we're going to have basically four series going at the same time, and they're going to culminate into some big epic thing at some point That'd down be, the road. That would be which interesting. Which I'm assuming is going to be like a Thrawn, basically like a Thrawn movie, you yeah. know, with all these people, you know, trying to take out Thrawn or something. Yeah. So we may not see Thrawn in the Mandalorian, probably not Mandalorian season three. I think that's more going to follow the storylines of, uh, you know, my, the Mandalore. You know. Yeah. Well, and my question is, okay, 
what does Mando have to live for now? The kid was the one who kind of turned him around. He's got he's got the freaking dark saber. I, I know he's got that, but it's like the kid was kind of <laughs> a, it, it was his family. Yes. Well, we'll get to that. We're we're getting there. So so anyway, yeah. So Thrawn Thrawn's going to be involved. That's going to be great. So so we we meet Ahsoka. Ahsoka tells him go take him to the scene rock, which leads us into our next episode, which is where we get the Boba Fett that everybody wanted all these years. This character was so cool. He looked so cool, but he never did squat. Right. He he <laughs> had maybe like uh, you know maybe four lines in the entire you know all of Star he Wars. Around, you know the Empire Strikes Back. He followed uh, you know he followed the ship basically, but like you know he basically just took the frozen trophy. You know Vader did all He's that. He's no work. good to me, dead. Like that, that was right. that was his yeah. big Ex- line. Exchanged a couple of shots with Luke. In, yes. And then, in he, then he gets haphazardly, accidentally knocked into the Sarlacc pit and reverses <laughs> Jedi. That's right. So as much as his character looked cool and his action figure was like the one action figure you had to have, he never really did anything on screen until this moment, man, when he shows up in this next episode. So so the Mandalorian takes Baby Yoda and he sits him on a rock, and Baby Yoda's just like sitting there on a rock. Just sitting there. The entire time. Yeah. How do you activate this thing? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, just as he's about to give up, like this blue, you know, shot of light goes up under the air. And he can't, it's like a force field and he can't get him out. He's like, oh crap. You see, you see the slave one coming into the frame. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Bob is coming for his armor. (laughs) And that was crazy. That was like such a fun, I mean, Bob, I've never, Boba Fett kicked so much ass. And you know who directed this episode? No. I do. Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez, yes. Oh, okay, okay. And he wasn't even the original director. He was a fill-in. Somebody else had to back out, and they asked him at the last minute. But now he's one of the executive producers of the Book of Boba Fett show as well. But he's, he's, oh, he's always good for an action oriented. Yeah, some good kick-ass. You know, he did like Machete and all those kind of yeah. films. But yeah, Boba with that gaffy stick was <laughs> Just... taking out fools. <laughs> it's a cracking skull. It's like, oh yeah. It's like, yeah. You finally get to see, yeah, that that Boba Fett you always knew was there, but just yeah, never came to well, fruition in the original like Boba series. Fett fan clubs online, and they were just like, oh, redeemed. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's always people that you know put down Boba Fett for never having really done anything other than right. in the books and comics. You know, he never did really did anything on the screen, so they were like, oh, now, okay, this is the Boba we've always wanted. And, and here he is, kind of this bald monk, kind of walking through, just taking out yeah. stormtroopers left and well, right. Well, he looks beat up, because, you know, he must have taken some damage in that Sarlacc pit, yeah. <laughs> basically. You need to explain what happened. He's a little beat up, and he's been, he's been recuperating uh, yeah. on some on the good food and on Tatooine ever since, apparently, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so you're sitting there going, oh, <laughs> crap, you know. Mando's going to have to go up against Boba Fett and Fennec Shan still alive, you know, she's yes. a sniper. You know, she's got her gun pointed at Baby Yoda. But then all of a sudden the Imperials come because they, they were tracking the, the Razor Crest. Um, they had like an evil guy working, you know, the yeah. Greek target didn't know about, put a tracker on the ship. They, so, they proceed to flatten the Razor Crest. So Moff Gideon, oh, yeah, yeah, destroys the uh, Mando ship. And, right after uh, all these people had paid like three hundred and fifty dollars for some special Lego, <laughs> you know, special buy, you know, a certain amount of people buy it and they make this special Lego oh. razor crest and then it gets it gets blown up like a week later. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, but they also all these nerds are just crying tears. And we also get uh, Baby Grogu gets kidnapped by the dark troopers. Now all of a sudden, now we have these dark troopers. Is now this is a new thing too. 
that is also um, a reference back to some old video games and comic stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. even even the reference when they talk about it, um, where the guy was talking about, oh, their third generation, they took out the flaw, which is the people in them. That's a reference to some of the other versions of the Dark Troopers in the past. They were originally like uh, half human, half robot, and then they made them all robot, or all droid. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think these were robot in Star Wars. <laughs> So yeah, those guys fly in like um, some uh, straight out of like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And snatch Baby Yoda, and it's like you're like, okay, the Razor Crest's been destroyed, Baby Yoda's gone, and it's just like, oh, what, 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 what's next? Yeah. And then, what's and next then is uh, uh, what's, a, what's his name? The comedian. Bill now, Burr. Now it's time for up. Bill Burr to yes. come back in. <laughs> And uh, this one, I think this was my favorite episode of the entire season. Without we got oh, Ahsoka, what? you get, yeah. um, you know, you get Boba Fett in his new armor. You get, yeah. uh, you know, Bo-Katan. But having Bill Burr come back as, uh, and, I, and I forgot his name again. He is Mayfeld. Mayfeld. I think so. Miggs Mayfeld. I'm not trying to remember his first. Miggs Mayfeld. And he, in in the first um, season of The Mandalorian, he was put in jail for, he shot or uh, one of the the, the guards, the Imperial guards. He was, was, well, he he was was part of the the crew that Mandalorian was. It was the the jailbreak episode. Right, the jailbreak, yeah. But his particular crime was shooting one of the guards. That was what they put him in jail for. And, uh, Cara Dune and uh, Mando come and uh, because Cara Dune is now a marshal back on you know so right. she can get him out for you know to uh, period of time yeah. for a period of time yeah to help out with this because he was and now we find out I don't think we knew this in the first season he was previously an Imperial sniper yeah sharpshooter yeah sharpshooter yeah they did, they did mention that in the original one did they mention like, that okay the first the first uh, one over my head on season one, one he was cracking all these jokes like. Hey Mando, why don't you take off that helmet? You know, he's like, oh, well, let's see what's underneath there. And he was yeah, like, and then he, cracking all these jokes on him and stuff. And but he, then he, he said, yeah, but that, where he said something like, yeah, I was an Imperial sharpshooter. And Mando looks Somebody like, Somebody made a joke about the stormtroopers not being able to shoot well. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a stormtrooper. Yeah, I wasn't a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we get, the funny thing is because he was very just like, you know, just like a standard character in season one, and he gets so much more character development in this episode. Right. We get to learn so much. More. I mean, that was that was like a huge like leap for that character. Oh, no, it was. Like, you know, he's just like yeah. a standard villain. You know, that's going yeah. along on this. You know, but then rescue you, mission in the first one, and this time get we a, get to hear like some of his backstory and and, and, and as and, a change of character and an a, an ounce of redemption for him. Yes. Right, he takes totally. out the uh, the commander of you know some you know some battle that you know yeah. a, a lot of these his com- comrades were lost when he was uh, in, in the empire. So here's here's and a that question. Was such a great Operation Cinder. First of all, so they have to get the, the, the goal of this mission is they have to go in to get to some terminal to find out where Moff Gideon's uh, location is. Right, and so they have to be able to log into some imperial terminal, and so they go to this planet. And, uh, you know, this guy's going to help them break in and he's going to, you know, log in for them. And they end up being where, like, there was a great joke um, about who could go in. And, like, you know, Kira Dune, nope, nope, I'm in their records. And uh, Fennec Shan's like, nope, nope, I've got a history. And then Boba Fett's all, 
I think they will find my face familiar, <laughs> which was such a great line because he's basically the template for every single clone. All the right. clones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so that this is like a throwaway line about like they might find my face recognizable or something. It's like, well, yeah, and because well, Boba's a clone they, when, too. That, that scene when they they pick up Bill Burr, and, yeah, and he's Boba Fett walks off the ship and he kind of like backs away. Like yeah, uh, what? And they say, like, "Oh, I thought you were someone else." And then Mando <laughs> walks in. It's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that was great. So then, so Mando has to go. Oh, so he has to change out of his armor into like stormtrooper armor mm-hmm. to do this mission. And, they, and they, of course, they have something. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. But where okay, were we? So, so yeah, this episode, like you know, at first it seems like it, this could possibly be a filler episode. But like you said, it was one of your favorites. Right. It gets to the point where they have to get into the terminal, and because Mayfield recognizes the officer, he's like, "I ain't going in there." He well, goes, but before, that yeah. before that, though, they 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 have to transport some kind of explosive, explosive compound that has yeah. to be cooled, and yes. they're all all these imperial ships are coming in from the mines, and they're bringing them all in, and one by one, like all the other ships get destroyed. And then you that find out so what's happening. You saw these like explosions up ahead of them, you know. Right. Just like... And right. and and then you get the um, these uh, I look I don't know what what were these uh, these creatures? Pirates, marauders, yeah. re- rebels. But they're on these like platforms, like looks like uh, speeders, speeder mm-hmm. platforms, and they're coming up behind them, and they've got detonators, and they're going to blow up the ship. And uh, you know, and it, it's very spectacular too when these things blow up because apparently this stuff is really explosive. Right. That again reminded me of Indiana Jones. It's like the tank scene from uh, Last Crusade, where like yes. they're battling people on the tank and they're jumping off the trucks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but that that was a great scene. And then they're as they're coming into uh, into the uh, the complex there to the base, their uh, the refinery, wherever they're going to you know, yeah. take the stuff in, and they're bring, they're treated as heroes because they're the only ship that's come in. Yeah. Uh, all the other ships have been destroyed, and they were so they were like heroes. Including but Mando. There's also a great moment there too. Is like right when they're they look like okay they fought off all these guys and this whole bunch more show up right right when they're about to the base, and then these couple two, of tie fighters, uh, tie fighters come out to save them and it's like the first time you've ever like cheered for tie right, fighters. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> kind of turns the tables on the uh, on your feelings there for uh, the yeah. Absolutely. Well, if you, when you really deeply think about it, he could be fighting off these guys. Could be part of the rebellion. These guys be, could could be like rebels. No good guys that he's knocking off of these <laughs> transports. Yeah, right. To get the job done. But yeah, then we get then we get into the scene where it's like okay, so so Mayfield can't go in there. So Mando has to go in there and take off his helmet, which is something that he does not do because he's a child of the watch, as yes. uh, Bocatan pointed out earlier. This is the way. This is the you way. You know, because when Cobb Banff is sitting there without his helmet, he's like, "Oh, you're not a Mandalorian." So then, same thing happens. Bocatan and those guys don't have their helmets, but because you know. Like this, this was the big question when the show started. People were like, "Oh, but we saw Mandalorians. They never wear helmets on the team on the cartoons, you know." So they it was like, "Why does he have to an offshoot retcon?" And then they explained it perfectly. Oh, you're one of those. Yes, <laughs> you're one of those. You're a foundling. Yeah. Well, so then he has to take off his. He just has to break his code to get this information, and he does it. For the love of Grogu. Okay, now how for did the, the love computer of Grogu, recognize that him? That should be in the, one of the, the episode names. That'd be a, great. It didn't need to recognize him. It just needed um, like a human face, basically. Okay, like, not a right. droid. Okay, I'm just. Which is dumb. <laughs> it's like anybody can just log in and find out where Buff Gideon is. <laughs> Jeez, it's Microsoft. 
It's yeah. not Microsoft level security. Yes. <laughs> but they, they, I think their assumption is that, you know, some stranger's just not walking around this, you know, fortified right. Imperial base, you know, so it's probably like any guy can just whatever. It's, it's a dumb plot, plot thing, but it gets okay. to the next stage. So they get that information and then they're sitting there and, and Pedro Pascal has basically been masked for the whole first two seasons until this, you know, other than the one brief scene in season one where the robot sees him without his helmet because he has to fix him. Um, and, and he just played it so well, like, because he, he doesn't know how to act without his helmet. So he's like all <laughs> nervous and awkward and right. like, you know, like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can so, see my face. Your whole life, you, what, what would your facial expressions be? You know, right. you, you don't communicate with people with facial expressions like everyone right. else. Well, d- though, if you can imagine that that's what he's he looking like underneath the mask. Like now when he's yeah. in those kind of situations, you go, oh, yeah. he's probably making that face, you know, like he doesn't know what to yeah. say. And then so Mayfield's sitting there talking to this guy and kind of goading him, and the guy's being like a total ass, like, oh, yeah, we didn't care about those troopers, you know. Right. Because as long as we get the job done, and Mayfield, you can see him, you can see Mando kind of like staring over at him, like, don't go there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, no, this is going to go bad real yeah. fast. <laughs> and it does go bad really fast. <laughs> but then we get to see some some crazy good sniper action, and, mm-hmm. and you know, just, uh, it was just really good stuff. Like, that was... And it sets us up for the finale. They get Moff Gideon's uh, location, and and we're off to off and running to the amazing like movie quality finale. Like yes. that's uh, I'll let somebody else uh, intro us into the finale. Oh, okay. Intro to the finale that that you have Slave One chasing uh, an Imperial. Uh, oh. Yeah, that oh, was good. and, <laughs> and ta- taking out its engines and then docking and brad you take the rest of the way well haven't they hasn't that ship been used the same ship like on every time they want to infiltrate a yes a you know an, an imperial it ship like... it's that imperial shuttle with the three you yeah, know, so giant we, wings we've never, seen it, we've never seen an infiltration where they go in via the, <laughs> the, the, the into the ship basically using these tiny little uh, Battlestar Galactica like uh, launch tubes for these TIE fighters like I'm surprised but they're basically going straight into the launch tube right. uh, the TIE fighter launch tube which was like bouncing off the walls on the way in yeah so that that was wild and crazy and like uh, oh yeah it was just so good and then we get the okay you know the scene in the Avenger, the final Avengers movie where they have all the female characters lined up like it was supposed to be the big hero moment for the female characters, but it was—it sure. seemed kind of cheesy because it was like almost forced. Like they're all standing next to each other in this battle, you know. It was just—it was kind of like you know, it felt shoehorned in there, you know, just for the purpose of look at all the Marvel females. About we got—they're so powerful. Yeah, this was like natural. You didn't even think about it that there were four women like going in to kick ass on this facility, like uh, Bo-Katan. Uh, what's her name? Her, her sidekick, I can't remember her name, um, Cardoon, and then, of course, uh, Fennec Chun. And they just demolished those dudes once they got in there. Right. And then we get Mando. He's supposed to sneak off and stop the uh, Dark Troopers from being activated. Because right. we've been told um, once they captured the shuttle that, you know, basically they take time to, like, boot up. They have, to, they have to warm up. Yes. It's like it's like and my so, old 386. You had to warm up. Case, Casually saunters off the shuttle to make his way there. Like he should have been more of a hurry. Right. You think <laughs> so? Because he, he, get, he gets there just as one of them's breaking out. You see, there's like 
tons of these things in there, right? And so one breaks out and it starts kicking his ass, like pounding him into dust, smashing his helmet like through the wall. <laughs> and it took take it took, takes everything he has to beat this one dark trooper. And you're like, oh, oh my God, how the hell are they gonna? There, test with the there's rest there's of them, right? thirty of them now, and yeah, what's gonna happen? But then he just spaces them, and you're like, okay, good. Okay, Ooh. they're gone. Uh, but guess gone. what? Or they, are were, they? they removed yeah. the the final flaw. In, in the in the dark troopers, which <laughs> yes, is the need did. for oxygen. Yes, the need for oxygen, exactly. But we don't think that right away because we're just thinking, "Oh my God, I'm so glad he, you know, he can yeah. barely handle one of these." Okay. Guys. Well, yeah, this is okay. when that Beskar uh, this Beskar spear comes back into play too. Now it's yeah, like yes. it's the thing that Fights defeats the dark troopers. Expecting... Bo Katan and her crew have taken over the bridge, but Moff Gideon's not there. And then we get back to uh, the Mando. And he goes to where, you know, Grogu's being held, and he breaks in there, and Moff Gideon is holding a darksaber, like, about ready to slice Grogu into, like, you know, somebody's birthday cake. But to Ginsu him. Oh. It's like one of the worst feelings ever to see that darksaber just hovering yeah. over a poor little baby Grogu's head. Oh, poor girl, baby So you, you don't know what's going to happen next. So the, like, you know, Bando basically, they basically make a deal, supposedly. That, uh, you know, he goes, you know, I've got what I need from him. Go ahead and take him. You know, you know, all I care about is this dark saber. And like, Mando's like, I don't care about that. Just give me the baby and I'll go. And of course, Mando is way too trusting. Goes to take baby Grogu and Moff Gideon just like attacks him from behind. Mm -hmm. And like you said, luckily he's got this Beskar steel because otherwise he'd be toast. Right. And we get this amazing. So yeah, this is, this is where my other problem with it is it's like, it's like watching a Superman movie. Like because he's got this Beskar, like he he can't be defeated, and that and that's I, I have a little problem with that. But that was one of the good things about the previous episode, where he's on the transport, he's wearing the stormtrooper armor, he's well, trying to block exactly. things like he, like he still had his Beskar, and the guy like shot part of his armor off. Right, like, exactly. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh shit, I gotta <laughs> I gotta fight this fight differently. <laughs> yeah. I can't just rely on this shit now. Yep. But that, that was what I was saying before. The thing is, you know, he has this invincible armor, but look how he almost got annihilated by that one dark trooper. Right. Yeah. You know? So he's, he's not infallible. They've already proved that he's, like, vulnerable to stuff. Like, the Jawas took him out off the sand crawler. That was, The, mud, yeah. the Mudhorn made quick business of him. Yeah. So, you know, he's not invulnerable. But, yeah, like, I, I get that. I get that. that you know, he's, they've made him, like, you know, hard to beat. <laughs> right. But so then, so then he gets this amazing battle with uh, Moff Gideon, defeats him, and like captures him and takes him up to the bridge. I was, get, he, man, this is the get, part where like you don't it, it it comes into play, but you don't like realize the implications of him beating yeah. Moff Gideon because you know, you're thinking like okay he just he, he saved baby Grogu, but well, yeah. not that's not and the he only thing he did. The dark saber to But now he's now the dark saber is it, it goes with whoever yeah. won it. If you defeat somebody with dark saber, if you it's yours. If you someone in battle, you are you are basically have the claim to man the you know the throne. Basically, it's like the, the it's like that uh, that wand Excalibur. in Harry, the wand in Harry yes. Potter. It's the yes. uh, it's the what is it the the eucalyptus one? I don't know what it was anyway. The, the elder wand. I can't remember. The elder yeah. wand. Yeah. It's only it can, it can, it's, it belongs to whoever defeated the wizard. And it's the same thing yeah. with this uh, like this dark saber. Well, it's typical of mythology, which a lot of the Star Wars stuff is based on, you know, so many mythic and mythological, like, you know, stuff. It, it follows along, you know, with that kind of thing. So, but but Katie Sackhoff did such a good job of acting in this scene where, like, he walks in with it. And she's like, you can just see the look on her face like, oh, uh, 
And and Imando's thinking nothing of it. He's like, here, take the saber. Here, I don't want it. <laughs> Give this great villain speech of like, oh no, you can't just hand it to it. <laughs> like he he knew what was going on the entire time. He's you know yeah. You understand he, yep. he was uh, he was setting up the next uh, great fight between you know. Yes, so that's probably where season three is going to take us. You know, who right. knows? Will they work together? Will they have to battle at some point? Mm. You know, because he he doesn't care. Like he said, like take it. I don't care. Can they play checkers like, oh, no. and and then now he now he gets it? I mean, what is it? Yeah, but then so then we get Moff Gideon gets very cocky because mm. then he he realizes oh well they see some things on the radar things coming back to the ship and and then the, all these dark troopers we thought were gone incoming are are coming back and he's like oh oh they're gonna come here and they're gonna kill all of you and just me and the baby are gonna be alive. Yes. So he's just like totally cocky. <laughs> he's laughing. Those things he's... come back to the ship and they're they're beating at the door like uh, some rock and sock and robots. Like they're gonna you know break through the you know the to the bridge and then we see in the background this one little X-wing fly by and Cara Dune makes this joke about oh great one X-wing we're saved. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... and little did. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's so funny because we heard I heard a lot of podcasts and things online where people were like, "Oh, well, at first I thought it was one of the X-wing pilots, like you know, the guy from Kim's Convenience or something." Right. Oh. And you see it fly in there, you know, and, and everyone was thinking in all season, like, "Okay, who is going to be this Jedi that you know comes to get Baby Grogu?" And they're like, "All oh, you know, could it be this character from is, this is it, thing, yeah, or yeah, who is could it? it be Ezra? You know, could it be somebody else?" You know, everyone goes, "Well, it makes sense that it would be Luke, but..." How are they going to do that? How are they going to pull off Luke? They won't do Luke. They're not going to bring Luke into the show. But the, the X-Wing lands, and they did such a brilliant job of, like, slowly giving you the clues that it was Luke. Okay, like, green, green lightsaber was the first giveaway. Right. Yeah, well, but, but first, like, the X-Wing, the solo X-Wing comes in, and then they had it in black and white, so you couldn't see the color at first. Mm-hmm. Remember, Grogu, Grogu's, like, reaching out to this, like, computer monitor that's, like, black and white, and you just see this, like, robed figure, and, okay, it's a Jedi. Okay, they got a lightsaber, and then they had the green lightsaber. And then they had the gloved hand. Yeah, it's just like you know all these little. And this is this is because a lot of people, you know, and me included, Last Jedi was my least favorite Star Wars film. A lot of people had problems with the way Luke was portrayed because after all these years, they wanted to see the great and powerful Jedi Master, not this like you know guy making a you know sea hag milk on an island. Yeah, yeah a, a, a burnout. And burn out, throwing lightsabers all over his shoulder and being all grumpy, you know. And I felt like that. I I didn't have that big of a problem with that because I liked he was kind of redeemed at the end, the way he projected himself and took on, you know, mm-hmm. Kylo. Even though it was like, you know, it, there was problems with that movie. It's my least favorite. But there were so many people that were like so pissed off at how Luke was portrayed in that movie, and this is the Luke they wanted to see. Yeah. And John Favreau and Dave Filoni, they gave us the Luke Skywalker that we read about in books. Luke Skywalker that people dreamed of seeing in the sequel uh, trilogy. He makes his way down at Hall, and it was almost like a parallel to the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One, where Darth Vader's like, you know, but Darth Vader was just merciless, taking people out. Luke was like almost like effortless, the way he was taking people out. He was using like every trick in the book. He was using force pushes and force pulls. Or force crushes. Remember he crushed crushed one of them like a beer can. Yeah, he totally crushed the one guy. And and then it's just like, uh, he gets up to the door and they're like, oh, don't let him in. (laughs) Like Bo-Katan or somebody's like, oh, don't let him in. And Mando's like, no, we gotta let him in. And they let him in and he pulls back that hood and we've got 
de-aged CGI, you know, de-aged Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. It was just, it was so good, and, and it didn't take away from Mando's story at all, because it basically just was like, you know, it's Luke Skywalker, and he's here to take Grogu, and and uh, Grogu at first was like, you know, Mando's like, I don't think he wants to go with you, and he goes, no, he just wants your permission. And then we just got the best scene, because we've already established that he was willing to take off his helmet for, you know, Grogu, right. the last episode, to get the information, but... He takes off his helmet for a little baby Grogu to say goodbye, and that was like such a. It was like it was like the ET scene, basically, right. when ET and Elliot say goodbye. It was that like powerful. That okay, scene. but did, so did you have a problem? So, in the in the um, the movies, we saw yes. like a CG uh, Princess Leia. Yeah. Um. In in one of them, we Tarkin. Saw, Tarkin, like the uh, that we saw. And like the, you could like look at him and go, I thought that guy was dead. That guy was old when the original Star Wars came oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, oh, I thought he'd be dead by now, but he is yeah. dead. And they they put him in there, and it was hard to tell that he was. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you're like CG. looking for it, looking for it. And the thing is, like, the problem is you go into this knowing you know what Mark Hamill looks like now. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you're looking for like the imperfections, but they did it about as good as they could. And, and oh again, no, no, was, no, you know, no. See, that's the thing. I, I think they could have done a much better job. Yeah. Of, I think I think it was, they did it TV quality and not movie quality, and I think that's where they it was a little bit of a fail yes. for me. I, but, I but, agree but with remember, you on that. Russell, you always use the word suspension of disbelief. It's like, I think people were just thrilled to see Luke, young Luke Skywalker after seeing all the yeah. kick-ass stuff that he just did in the hallway to actually see his face. Everybody wanted it to either be de-aged Mark Hamill or they wanted it to be Sebastian Stan who plays Winter Soldier, and there's been like some. Memes going around where he basically looks like young Mark Hamill. Uh, like, I don't okay. think so. Not really. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's, there's, I, I, there was a YouTube video I watched, and this this yeah. little special effects group did their own deep fake, well, deep fake Mark Hamill, and yeah. it was so much better. I looked at it and went, "That's what that that even you know these guys took a week, and they yeah. did this, and they came up with a better, um, you know, better Mark Hamill than than what." Lucasfilm but it, just, it didn't bother me because I was just so in the moment and so happy that like getting chills watching him walk down that hallway with that green lightsaber knowing that it was Luke and not knowing whether we were going to get Mark Hamill or some other actor you know they could have just recast a new actor That's true. to play Mark Hamill in things and I, I would have been okay with that, that too though yeah but, but I was just like, no, I was, I was over the moon happy. Well, when l- I saw like they there. like they did for you know for a young um, young Han Solo, Michael Douglas in Ant Man. That was good, but young, young Han Solo, they you know they it wasn't like a de-aged you know Harrison no. Ford. They, it's a whole new actor. They just kind yeah. of remind you of, you know, that see, he that, could turn Han into Solo, Harrison Ford. Like, but in Han Solo, though, you're still getting a, a younger version of that character. It's not like you you recast Han Solo, you know, for a movie that takes place right after Return of the Jedi with the new right. actor. It, it just, was like supposed to be like a younger version of himself. It just felt like well, I was watching. Was, a, we're, you we're know, talking, uh, this is like five years after Return of the Jedi. I think it, it, you know, and again, they could have gone with that, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I was just so happy to see him. And it could have been done better. Yeah, I felt like I was watching. I was watching a Madden version of Luke Skywalker. You know, that's what I felt like. And that's. But did it take you? Did it take you out of the scene though? It did. It did. did. And that's where, because if it didn't, that then it would have been a. It would have been. But I went, oh wow, why is it? His face is not moving correctly. His mouth is only, you know. It's it's barely moving, you know. It's it, it didn't look natural. There have been other 
movies and where they've used the de-aging and, and have done a much better job. Like, but that's where it differs for me. It didn't take me out at all. I was just like, I was stoked to see Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I, it wouldn't hold up for like an entire episode of him being that, but he's in, in such a brief little scene. And the fact that like, um, the main thing, like, you know, so Grogu's going to go over to him, and then then R2-D2 shows up, too. And R2-D2's there. Which was, also, was, which was also an underserved character in the sequel trilogy. You know, the first movie, he spent the whole movie apparently under a tarp. Yeah, that's right, he did. <laughs> and he kind of does his little, you know, side-to-side, like, happy thing. And you have to wonder, does R2 know baby Grogu? Because Grogu was at the Jedi Academy. Right. So maybe yeah. there's, there's a lot of unknowns there. And that's what there's yeah. been a lot of blog posts and things like how, how who saved who saved baby yeah. Grogu? Who saved him? Was it how Anakin Skywalker? How, how did he, how well, he survive the Jedi purge? Right. Yeah. So that's. And, and then you get the. I think, uh, we'll get a cartoon, I think we'll get a cartoon series on baby Grogu eventually. It'll tell his like oh. his yeah. 15 year journey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> him just eating things. The whole cartoon series will just be him it's, it's stuffing kind of, it's, his face it's, with. Uh, Baby Grogu's like a. Uh, it's a version of Mr. Diff. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> there he is. Ah, there he is. There's one of them. This is the one that doesn't talk. The other one that talks is in the other room. By the way, I've still got. Uh, I still have two twenty-inch uh, Baby Grogu's in my possession. I've been selling them on uh, on offer up since uh, before Christmas. Uh, cool. <laughs> I sold one this week, so if you ever, if you know if you're in the market for one, give me a uh, give me send me an email. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that, that that was like the huge big finale. I think it was a big surprise. Most people were just like, you know, they, they thought, of course, it makes sense that it would be Luke, but I think most people thought they're not going to go there, and then they did. And you know, I'm sorry that you kind of took you out of it a little bit, but for me, I was just like, I, I couldn't you. have been happier with that season finale. Like I said, if they put that out in the movie theaters, I would have gone and. And seen it that week after already seen it on the TV. Yeah, I was just so happy with that. That's the whole season basically, and and now we're set up with. Um, there's going to be no new live Star Wars action, Star Wars series until next December, which we'll get the book of Boba Fett. But then we've got so much Star Wars coming out because of that Disney investors meeting. We've got the book of Boba Fett, Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, Mando season three. We've got Cassian Andor, which is going to be 12 episodes, and Obi-Wan to look forward to. And that's just in the near future. And then down the road, we've got a, Land- a Lando um, series and something okay. called the Acolyte, which is going to get into some, like, you know, dark side stuff. Okay. And that's the one that nobody really knows anything about. All right. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to need to sign off here. Sounds good. Well, that's We're good. done. So, uh, yeah, so if uh, we're, I'm going to put a bunch of links here, uh, including the uh, couple of YouTube uh, episodes that I mentioned in the uh, in the podcast here. Those will be on and the that website. And video that me and Dave talked about. Yes. The, 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 which one? <laughs> well, I was half asleep when, when Brad wrote something on the uh, Super Fantastic message board. Yes. And, and I, I was like, because he, he was saying, Andy, we'll talk about Cobra Kai next week. And, and I, and I, I, he wrote Mando, and I read it as Menudo. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Menudo. <laughs> and maybe we'll talk about Menudo. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and one, one last funny thing. So, uh, like, one of the things that Dave, Dave sent me, like, a bunch of Star Wars, uh, uh, like, ripoffs a couple weeks ago. Oh, and yes. 
And I did a deep dive, and I've watched like three of them. And I don't know if it's worth talking. I'm not getting. I they were enjoyable to a certain degree, but they're, they're so bad they're bad. But if but if I but if I re, if I made Russell watch these, he may never let me pick a movie to watch for the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> so I may, oh, what was I wrong with Star Crash? I may briefly discuss them just because of the interesting qualities, like uh, like David Hasselhoff with the fake lightsaber. <laughs> where else? Where else are you going to get Christopher Plummer, yes. Captain Von Trapp, and David Hasselhoff? Yes. And so and Marjo Gortner. I mean, come so, on. So I watched that one. I watched Battle Beyond the Stars, and I watched something called Space Raiders. So I can maybe I'll briefly touch on those after Cobra Kai. <laughs> okay. But I don't want to. I don't want to make Russell Watson because I swear he will never let me pick another movie. <laughs> <laughs> after after we made him sit through Blood Sucking Freaks and Raiders of the Oh uh, my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Blood Sucking. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, next time, Cobra Cat. So you find all the links at com, including links to the blog, the Facebook page, and uh, that's it. Next time... Uh, oh, we have, we have an Instagram page, too. And the now. Instagram page. By the way, the Instagram, it's making me want to go back on Instagram. I've been off all yeah, I've social been, I've been media. I've like da- daily uh, movie quotes and some other stuff. Like about, I've been posting about like three or four things a day, just like movie posters. They're really funny. good. They're really good. You're doing. The, yeah. You're killing it there. Um it's, it's it's one the one reason I want to go back to Instagram is to uh, see the super fantastic well, you just, podcast. You just follow page. one person. That's I could I could just delete everybody else but you. Just follow me. <laughs> there you go. And I will put that on on the web page as well so we can get people uh, okay. going over there. Right, so hey guys, thank, okay, thanks bye-bye. for uh, thanks for hanging out. Right, good morning. We'll see you next Talk time. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.